and today we are discussing something new you guys we're gonna be doing riches which can be found on amazon prime so you got amazon and they ain't started looking at who logging into your to your account you got the hookup okay um apparently the show came out last year which i did see some promo on it like a few months ago so i'm not sure why i'm just now like really hearing about it but anyway um, it's on Amazon Prime, okay, and we're at the end of season one. It only has six episodes from what I saw, and I was trying to see what was going on with the ratings, but I mean, it's a whole bunch of five stars from a whole bunch of people, so apparently a nice amount of people liked it, so we gonna see what's going on with it, alright, but either way, we're gonna be discussing it today, so it's season one, episode one titled, See Trouble Coming, okay, so the synopsis for this one is, Following sudden and devastating circumstances in the Richards family, Mina and Simon, the estranged children of Stephen Richards, are brought back to the UK. A surprising turn of events regarding the future of the family's hair and cosmetics empire, flair and glory, brings the united family into collision. Alright, I hope everybody's week is going well thus far. It is just Tuesday, y'all, so... So we'll see, okay? <laughs> y'all, on a personal tip, I'm super excited because guess what, y'all? Tonight, I'm going to go see Erica Badu in concert, okay? I've seen a lot of people, and I've been very impressed, okay? So this is one of my milestones for concerts, okay? <laughs> I really want to see Lauryn Hill in concert, but y'all, I don't think that's going to ever happen, okay? I think I missed my boat on that one, but um, yes. So I'm super excited, so let's go ahead and get started with the review. So we start the episode off with Stephen Richards, okay? We get um, a profile shot of the city where he is in the UK, and then we see this big old building that is just for his company, okay? FG, which stands for Flair and Glory, okay? And Mr. Stephen is in his office and he's discussing how when he was initially starting up his company none of his white counterparts wanted anything to do with him okay none of the businesses wanted to or none of the banks rather wanted to lend him a dime no investors were interested in what he had going on okay so he built it from the ground up he's a self-made millionaire and so He's going on and on about, you know, how he made this vision that he had come to fruition with no assistance from, like I said, his white counterparts, okay? And it's so funny now how all of a sudden the same people that were saying that black um, women won't look good on magazines, now the same publication is now offering him the cover, Okay. He says that the hair and business, the hair and cosmetics company that he has started, it generates 
well, just like the hair, uh, the hair business in general generates $5 billion a year, which I can only imagine that that number has grown because, you know, people are expanding their abilities when it comes to hair and being able to do certain things every day. Everybody's coming up with different, you know, hair growing techniques and all, all of these other things. If you're looking for a solution to any type of hair problem you may have, then, you know, hey, it's available if you know where to look, okay? So, he's saying how black excellence, black magic is now in, okay? And it's funny how when the banks and the investors come knocking after you done got a little shine, they want to take over your whole joint, okay? And don't want to include you in anything. They don't want you to be the face after they become involved with your company. So he was like, no, I'm good, okay? And so then the guy who's interviewing him, who happens to be white, is <laughs> saying how he does he feel like race played any type of... Um, played any type of factor in him not getting the proper shine that he should have received way back when and so he was like what do you think okay every time racism comes up then the white man wants to go around and around and around about how it doesn't exist when in reality it does and so when the uh interviewer ends up asking or yeah the interviewer ends up asking about how grand this brand has become but why don't we hear from your two oldest children nina and simon he instantly shuts the interview down do you have any more questions oh okay <laughs> so then we see his oldest daughter uh nina she is doing her own thing okay she's in the united states she's actually in new york and they are celebrating her and all of her success because guess what? Miss Nina has closed a record-breaking deal for the company as far as closing a merchandise sale. Amazing. Okay, so they all toast to Nina. Congratulations, girl. You done bought us all a little change change. And so I'm assuming the CEO, his name is Malcolm, he tells everybody to take the rest of the day off. And so he pulls... Nina to the side and he says you know what that vice in front of vice president is going to be dropped sooner than later and so she's like are you kidding me no okay he's he's very proud of her she's come a mighty long way and I know that you've been waiting and you've been very patient but it is coming trust me and so he's you know giving her her much needed uh flowers at this point for doing such a phenomenal job okay and so they end up, I guess, having something after work just to kind of, you know, mingle amongst the co-workers. And so she's at the bar and she spots a little cutie patoot too, um, at least for the night. And she's eyeing them and then she receives a phone call from an unknown number. So she picks it up and it's her father, Stephen, and he wants to talk. And so she was like, how did you get my number? And he was like, never mind that, okay, we need to talk. And so she steps outside and... Um, one of her co-workers comes in. I'm assuming this is the lady that that's over the HR department looking for her. And so nobody knows where she is. She ends up looking outside and spots her. So she goes outside. But when she goes to talk to Nina, Nina clearly looks distressed. But when Nina says that it was the wrong number, 
HR lady slash friend ends up just kind of like brushing it to the side. And I'm like, girl, how? <laughs> if that's your friend, why do you look so distressed about a wrong number? I need details. And so then um, she ends up noticing once they get back in that Nina is looking at old boy. And she was like, girl, you definitely have uh, a thing for picking the wrong men. And she was like, girl, okay, who said I wanted to marry this man? Exactly. I'm saving you from yourself. So I'm assuming that Nina just likes to have her fun and live the single life. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. So, I don't know, y'all. So then, um, Steven, he's back at the office. And Maureen, who happens to be, I guess, one of, uh, his management, a part of his management team, she comes in to check on him, and she was like, you good? And he was like, go home, Maureen. She says, you look tired. Girl, go home. Okay, I'm good. So, she ends up leaving out, y'all, and so Steven is kind of just like walking around um, the office, and I'm like, okay, what's going on, Steven? Are you, are you okay? You seem, you know, emotionally out of place. Uh, are you thinking about harming yourself? Like, what's going on? Because he's just kind of, like, looking around, admiring everything that he's accomplished. Like, he's going to get ready to say goodbye to it. And he does actually end up having to say goodbye, but it's not by choice. Y'all, Steven starts staggering, and it turns out, from the looks of it, he probably had a heart attack. And so he starts to try to call Maureen's name, but y'all, he ends up passing out and hitting the floor and don't nobody even know because everybody's gone. So y'all, he's left to die alone in the office while I guess maybe janitorial services may come in and spot him. But yeah, essentially he's by himself. So while Steven is fighting for his life, we are introduced to a few more characters the first one being Claudia. Claudia is his wife, and I'm not sure if they're estranged or not, but either way, Miss Claudia is getting her back blown out, okay, by some rando or a manstress. I'm not sure if they're in a, a long-term relationship or not, and when I say manstress, I mean man-mistress. <laughs> then we also get introduced to Alicia. Alicia is one of the daughters, and she is currently doing a makeup tutorial when Wanda, who happens to be one of the other daughters, is trying to call her and relay the news about their dad's grim medical emergency. And then we see that they have a brother. His name is Gus, and Gus is living it up at the club, okay? He's buying shots for everybody. He, he in the VIP section look like, okay, getting twerked on by a few girls. He is having the time of his life when he receives the phone call. He actually picks up the phone. And Wanda tells him that dad collapsed at the hospital, don't uh, at the office. Don't worry about it. He's on his way. And so one of the girls is like, is he still paying for the tab? Girl, get it out of here. <laughs> Alicia, who was currently doing her makeup tutorial, ignores Wanda's phone call. And then Claudia, who just finished getting laid, Here's her phone ringing, or a phone ringing, rather, and the dude was like, oh, it's not mine. And she was like, let it, you know, turn it off. Ooh, ma'am. I'm sure that's going to come back eventually, right? So, <laughs> 
Gus is speeding, 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 speeding. Well, he's not even speeding. He's on his way to the hospital when he gets pulled over. Random police officer is like, hey, I'm assuming that he got pulled over because he had a really nice car. Because guess what? When the officer tried to uh, give him the breath, the breathalyzer, Gus passed. He was well up under the alcohol limit. And so he was like, I wasn't speeding. I'm not drunk. Why did you pull me over? And so the officer was like, nice car. Okay, uh, do you have anything else that you need me to do? I, I'm sort of kind of in a rush. My dad collapsed at his at his job. I'm trying to get to him. He's at the hospital. And so the, dude, the officer was like, are you telling me that you don't want to abide by the instructions that a law officer has given you? Sir, just do what you need to do. Because I'm not trying to get caught up in the system and go to jail tonight just because I got a nice car. And you didn't ex expect a black man to have this nice car. So, he finally arrives. And so does Claudia. Claudia gets there first. And so, as she's, as she's arriving, Wanda is seeing the emergency team come in. The rapid response team come in and try to save him because... He done started flatlining. So they trying to give him CPR and do the AED and all of that stuff like that. And so Claudia comes in and she's like, Mom, I've been trying to call you. What What's going on? Claudia ain't even had the, the wherewithal to fix her hair in the car, okay? At least lay it down a little bit. Damn. <laughs> so then Gus arrives. But by the time he gets there, it's too late. Steven is gone. This is finna be a whole hot mess because I feel like a whole bunch of secrets finna get ready to come out. So we still see some of the children receiving the news about Steven's death. And the next child to learn about his demise is uh, Simon. Simon happens to be a celebrity stylist, uh, a celebrity hairstylist. And he's doing some ladies here when he uh, receives a phone call. And so he was like, oh, shoot. Okay. So then we see Alicia is the next morning. Y'all, she is waking up in all of her fabulousness. Okay. She looked like she's asleep real fancy. Like she got on her little cute uh, little Versace PJs, little, little Versace uh, scarf. It looks good. Okay. She looks at her phone and. She's starting to get all these notifications. What the hell? Oh, oh, daddy. So then we see Nina. That guy that HR friend Summer was telling her that is no good for her in the long run. She chooses him to be the flavor of the night. And she's riding him until the wheels fall off. <laughs> so after they're done... She graciously tells him that sharing a bed is a very intimate thing and they don't know each other like that. So, no, you can't spend the night. You got to get out. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for your services. And so he was like, well, F you to him. <laughs> so as he's walking down the steps, he goes to open up the door and there is Simon there to relay the news about their father's death. And Nina's initial reaction does give a little bit of shock slash sadness, but she quickly fixes her face and was like, oh, 
that could have waited until the morning okay you you came all the way to brooklyn to tell me that like she's very nonchalant after the initial response and so she asked him does does he want some water so now they're in the kitchen she's literally still in her robe that she just put on after she done rode this man to the lord okay and simon is trying to convince her that they need to go to their dad's funeral and so she was like for what okay he's been dead in my head a long time and so simon was like girl he's still our father and besides the lawyer called me i told him that we would come to the funeral for what okay dad was nothing but a glorified sperm donor because you need the closure and it looks like she does now might i say that i'm not sure what heritage steven come from okay because his accent was giving me sort of kind of like a caribbean accent even though he's supposed to be in the uk but baby all of his kids are beautiful and like especially gus and even though simon is for the boys he's very handsome as well okay so very beautiful kids i'm not sure what the uh, all of the estrangement is between nina and simon and their part of the family when it comes to them but i'm pretty sure that he probably found him a younger version of their mom and decided to settle down with her after a while but we'll see all that messiness come to light soon enough so simon and nina go to their mom's house to let her know about steven's passing and mama is just like okay and what y'all plan on doing with this news well they plan on going to london for a few days well why would they need to go there to get closure and so she says that there's no point in them going why would you attend a funeral of a man that did absolutely nothing for you left us with nothing they came to america because of her because their dad abandoned them she had to stay with her sister until they were able to get on their feet. So there's really no point in them going over there. Mama don't want them to go. And so she's looking at Nina like, girl, you pretty quiet because Simon's been doing all the talking thus far, trying to get her to see why they should go. And so Nina finally tells her, well, it's only a few days. So she's like, all right, go ahead. Y'all go ahead. Do what you want to. That's your father. Speaking of, on the other side of the pond, they're fighting. The children are fighting. And Wanda is pissed at Alicia because she feels like she's not grieving enough for their dead father because she was too busy doing a makeup tutorial when Wanda was trying to call her to let her know that their dad had collapsed. And so she was like, you know what? I'm hurting just like the rest of you. Well, show don't look like it. And so mom has to get in the middle of them. And she says that they're not going to be fighting. Their dad literally took her from nothing to everything. Seen her on the side of the road and picked her up and said, you know, with me, you could become something. And she did. And he raised their family rights. So guess what? Today we are going to honor him. We are not going to be doing all this fighting. Although Alicia feels like maybe there's some family tension you know maybe daddy was playing favorites amongst the children but either way 
we're not going to have that discussion right now because now's not the time. So Mama tells Gus that now he is the man of the house and then we go to the funeral. But before we get there, we see a man that's standing outside. I guess his name is Gideon and he asked, did they, did they, did the, I'm assuming this is probably the lawyer because he ended up asking, was their flight okay? So I'm assuming he's talking about Nina and Simon. So they're on their way to the funeral. And, you know, the, the pastor and the preacher is saying all of the, the last rites and all of that. And then, y'all, the only gripe that I had about this funeral is the fact that that man had all that damn money. And that's the best coffin that they, it literally looks like a pine box that you would put somebody in before you cremate them. Literally. Uh, a Dracula looking coffin <laughs> with some gold like with some gold trimmings on the end of it it's a wooden pine box literally with some gold trimmings i was like that man had all that money and this is what y'all could afford stop it so nina and simon finally arrive in london but guess what y'all they're too late for the funeral because claudia's devious ass changed the time of the funeral now why would step monster want to do that well, it's because she doesn't want them to be a part of the family matters, especially when it concerns the reading of the will. But we'll get to that. So then they're at the repast and you can tell that the family is definitely divided. OK, the siblings don't see it at all for Claudia because they sitting on one side of the room and that one particular sister is like, look at her just over there spending all this money and he ain't even cold yet. So, obviously, she's been a gold digger from the jump, at least to the sister. So, her and um, Claudia are exchanging glares at each other. And so then, Claudia is talking to Andre. And y'all, I didn't realize who Andre was until we got to this particular scene. Andre is the same dude that she was smashing the other night. So I'm not sure if he's an assistant. I'm not sure if he's a family friend. I'm not sure what the situation is, but he's clearly younger than her. He looks like he could probably be the age of one of her kids. So anyway, Claudia is going on and on about how Gideon has had it out for her since day one. He ain't never really seen it for her, but he is the executor of Stephen's affairs. And so... Andre is trying to keep her calm until the will is read. You know, just get through this day. Calm down. It's going to be okay. We just we just got to sit this one out for a few more hours. We'll be good after that. So then we go over to um Gus. That's the name. <laughs> Gus goes to go find Alicia to check on her because her and Wanda done had this blowout before the funeral. And he's coming to her because he's concerned and he's very insecure about what the future is going to hold if he is given the responsibilities of taking over his dad's business. He doesn't feel like he'll be able to, to fill Stephen's shoes to his capacity. But Alicia reassures him like, no, you know, just be yourself. You'll be okay. It'll all work out in the end. Trust me, you just got to be you. So their little bonding time, their little cute moment is interrupted because they hear Wanda downstairs screaming about one of the food selections. 
So I wasn't aware that there was such a stark difference in how jollof is prepared. But baby, one of my sisters is from Ghana and that jollof is fire. Okay, but apparently Nigerians, they don't put carrots in their jollof. So she's having a fit about that. Alicia comes down and is like, girl, pipe down. It's not that serious. And so Wanda is like, girl, why don't you find something to do to be helpful around here? Clearly, you're not doing anything. Do I have to do everything myself? Alicia's looking like, girl, you got one more time to speak out of turn. And I'm going to bop you upside your head. And I'm going to throw you in the ground with daddy. <laughs> That's how she looking. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think Gus or either Claudia comes in and informs them that Nina and Simon have been invited to the will reading or at least to the funeral and Wanda is pissed because she feels like they're nothing but greedy gold diggers if they decide to show up but baby those are your older siblings so if anybody is a greedy gold digger it is y'all just saying so there's definitely going to be some tensions there because Nina and Simon are still coming despite the funeral being uh, being done way ahead of scheduled timing. So, <laughs> so then we get down to the will reading and Nina and Simon show up just in time it seems. Good. Now that everybody's here, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Gideon said that he's not sure why Claudia had moved the will reading to the same day as the funeral, but I guess she figured since everybody there, we might as well go ahead and get it over with. But I really feel like she moved everything up just because she didn't want Nina and Simon to be there just in case they actually did decide to show up. So anyway, time to get down to the reading. And um, Gideon is saying how... He feels very honored to have been Steven's friend for the last 20 years, despite, you know, minor bumps in their friendship. He is, he feels appreciated and he's glad to be the executor of Steven's affairs after he is gone. And so instead of him actually reading out the will, he plays a video that has Steven on it so he can do the will reading himself. Okay. Daddy had his affairs in order. Good. Because... Most people that are a part of, you know, big businesses, brands, and, you know, corporations and stuff like that, especially if they're not, like, super-duper elderly, they usually don't have plans in place. And so after they pass along unexpectedly, the rest of the family and the estate is left in shambles, okay? It's a shit show. So anyway, he goes on to read the will, and the first person to receive something is Maureen. And Maureen happens to be his secretary. Okay. She was a trusty secretary, very loyal, steadfast. And so because of her hard work, she is left with one million pounds. Okay, that's pretty good, Stephen. Pretty good indeed. So now it's time for his siblings. And I'm not sure how many of them there are, but I saw at least three or four. So he leaves 500,000 pounds to all of them. Individually, that is. I was like, okay, Steven, come on, look at you being a, a good brother, okay? So, <laughs> so then we get down to the house, and he leaves Claudia the house, and I think he said an appropriate income, so 
she's going to probably have an income that she's receiving, whether it's weekly, monthly, however. She's going to be receiving a little side money on top of staying in the house. And now the most important thing that we have to deal with, the business. He says that he built it from the ground up. This is by far one of his most treasured accomplishments that he has ever done in his life. And so he leaves the business of flair and glory to Nina and Simon. And when I tell y'all Claudia lost her shit, I know they say that death brings out the worst in people because of everything that's left behind oftentimes and you know family's gonna fight but baby when i tell you she showed her butt she showed her whole butt with no thong on probably like a g-string okay so anyway y'all she done got up from the table <laughs> grabbed the book that gideon had like with all of the legal documents in it picked it up and threw it against his chest you know, you forced him to change the will. You made him do this. This is a lie. I'm not going to let you get away with this. So then she started talking shit to Nina and Simon. And Simon is like, girl, let's get up out of here, okay? Because this is going to get messy. So as they're walking out, Claudia looks at them and she mentions how their mother is nothing like her. And she calls Nina a little girl and was like, look, girl, I'm not going to let you get away with this. If it's the last thing I do. And so she was like, say that again. And then she stepped a little closer to Claudia and was like, say it again. And Simon was like, yeah, she ain't bad about it. <laughs> and they end up walking out. Y'all, this is finna get hella messy. I know Wanda is, ooh, Lord, she finna be on the blow. So Nina and Simon are sitting down and they're enjoying a drink and they're discussing all of the mayhem that has happened thus far. They haven't even been in town that long, y'all, and it's chaos already. So Nina doesn't want anything to do with the company, although they have inherited it. They don't want anything to do with it, okay? They know that their mom actually is the one that started Flair and Glory. But when Steven had his second family... He took the business from her and, you know, him and Claudia got together. And so I'm assuming that's why Claudia feels so entitled to the company. Well, Nina wants nothing to do with it. So if they want to have it, by all means, okay, we can just sell it back to them and we'll collect our coins. And she mentions how much of a tax liability it'll be if they decide to, to keep the company. And Simon was like, girl, I want it to be an heiress. Okay, but I don't want to deal with none, none that got to do with them taxes. Okay, they can have it. Just tell me where I need to sign. And so then they go on to talk about how they can't trust Claudia. And, you know, if she is running the business, then it's definitely going to fail within a year or two, for sure. So they've come up with a plan to go ahead and sign it back to them and let the chips fall where they may for Claudia's family. So then we go over to Claudia and them. They're sitting down and they're still kind of in disbelief about what's going on. How could dad do this to us? Okay. He practically gave the business to strangers. In Gus's head, he feels like his dad felt like he wasn't ready to receive the business. And that's why he decided to give it to Nina and Simon. Um, but I think the truth is, is a little bit more way off than that. So anyway, 
Claudia still believes that Gideon somehow, I guess, did something with the video to make it to to make it go to the advantage of Nina and Simon. And so that was like, I don't know, mama, that video looked pretty good. OK, <laughs> it looked legit to me. So she was like, there's no way that, you know, they're going to take everything that's ours. We deserve that. And so Wanda mentions the fact about the houses or Gus does. They mentioned about the houses and how the houses are in the company's name. And so basically Nina and Simon at will, if they wanted to, could put their asses out on the street. Okay, it's just a matter of time. You think they finna sit up here and let us keep living up in here, living this life of luxury? Well, I mean, I guess that means we at war. What do you mean by war, mama? Because Claudia said that. And um, she was like, by any means necessary, we take back what's ours. If only they knew that Nina and Simon don't want this, okay? Calm down, Claudia, damn. So anyway, the next day, Nina ends up meeting up with Gideon because she's ready to go ahead and give Claudia and them what they want, which is the business. And so Gideon is trying to talk her out of it. And so he was like, I don't think that's what your father wants, okay? He worked too hard for it to go to them. And she says, yeah, but we don't want anything to do with it. I wouldn't know the first thing about how to be a CEO. Like, my life isn't here. And so he was like, well, your dad has been tracking your progress since y'all went to America. And considering the fact that you're his firstborn, he really wanted you guys to take over the business. And so she's still like, eh, nah, I'm good on that. And he goes on to say how he doesn't trust Claudia and her inside man, Andre. Okay, if they're running it, like I said, the business is definitely going to fail. Well, that's their problem, not mine. I'm ready to sign it over. And so then again, he mentions how he's almost certain that her father wouldn't want her to do this. And neither would her mom, because I'm pretty sure that he knows the truth about the business as well. And so she was like, I'm not going to be sucked into this. Okay, well, just think about it. Just think about it. <laughs> so then we go over to, uh, is it Simon? Nuh-uh. Gus. Gus is at the club, and he is chilling with his friends, or I don't even know what you call them at this point, because they are living it up. Y'all, his daddy just died, and his friends talking about they want to go to the club? No, I'm good on that. Okay, and they were really close. Nah, I'm good on that. So the one the one dude is like, hey bro, can you go get another bottle? No, bro. Where's your money? Okay, I'm tired of taking the tab all, all the time. So he ends up going over there and talking to the waitress that's always taking care of them. Her name is Sasha. And so he tells her to close the tab out. And so she is the first person to offer condolences to Gus out of all of the people that he's with. And so he was like, you know what? None of them have mentioned anything about my father's passing. And she was like, well, you know, death does that to people. Sometimes people have an awkward way of expressing how they feel. And um, she tells him that she's going to go ahead and get the bill. I'm pretty sure that they're probably going to hook up sometime this season or at least talk outside of the club. So back to Nina. Nina is in bed. She's tossing and turning. And she opens up her phone and starts scrolling through all of her pictures. And she sees a picture of her and her mom. And it flashes her back to when they were at the store this one time. 
particularly a hair store okay and so mom is trying to get some products and stuff to put in their hair and the owner keeps following them around and he looks like he might be of middle eastern descent okay so keeps following them around nina happens to notice and she asked her mom why he's doing so and so she was like because and then she was like you know what mm -mm. why are you following us around why are you following all the black people around and so she says that she hasn't stolen anything and he was like look i ain't trying to cause no trouble keep your voice down and so nina was like she ain't yelling and so she ends up telling her you know what people like them do this to us okay it's people it's brown people and the asians that will continue to treat us like this until we decide to rise up and get businesses of our own and own our own stuff they will continue to keep their foot on our neck because that's what they are allowed to do because we don't give them any type of pushback we just keep consuming the products that they provide for us so in other words start up your own shit so you don't have to go ask somebody else to do it for you or provide the necessary things that you need okay really good conversation so maybe she is starting to think about things a little bit and i'm pretty sure that's where the concept came from that pivotal moment at the hair store that's when her mom decided to go ahead and do what she needed to do by her kids and her future so then um we go through all of the other kids and um what they're doing individually alicia's still doing her makeup tutorials um and then this is where i get a little clouded because y'all it has started raining thundering and lightning real bad and we family so i'm gonna tell y'all a little secret mo is terrified of lightning okay i don't mind the thunder i don't mind the rain but when we talk about the lightning that's when i get a little antsy okay i'm just like a damn pet <laughs> i know people whose houses have been struck by lightning of course you know it's just a bad situation mo don't like it okay so anyway i'm gonna go off memory so we see claudia she's storming into the office she's walking right past people that are trying to offer her condolences and she heads straight to dre's office and she wants to know how in the hell he didn't catch what gideon was trying to do and steven as far as them giving the business to nina and simon and so he was like i didn't know that he was gonna do that okay he was keeping it from me too okay well that's why i hired you okay to get gideon out of here so you can keep up with steven's secret so i could be in the know and so she ends up asking him about the will is there anything that she can do to contest it and he was like no okay and it's not my area of expertise but that video looked pretty good to me so i don't think you you can and so she was like well say that gideon is a thief say that steven was a bad man say something to change these results and so she ends up saying to him now do you think that your job is safe here just because the the hands of the business owners has changed if nina and simon actually step up in here and take over the company do you think that they wouldn't get rid of you first actually i he might be in the top five but i think you would probably be first <laughs> girl get out of that house okay everybody gotta go 
Honey, you need to get a job and get out the company's house. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Simon is talking to his, uh, oh no, we'll save that for later because that, that definitely comes later. Kids are sitting down, Claudia and the kids are sitting at the office because everything, I guess, has gone through with the paperwork and then and Simon signing over the business to them okay and it has been confirmed that, that, that they do have a flight out to new york at 10 o'clock that night and so claudia and the kids are breathing a huge sigh of relief okay it's, it's almost time they almost done got through this so then nina and simon walk in there and she sits down and Claudia just cannot keep her damn mouth shut. She goes on and starts to talk about how Steven built this business from the ground up, how he's done such excellent work, and Nina cuts her off, and she says that no, he didn't start this company. My mama started this company in her kitchen in a flat off of whatever street she named you guys stole the company from my mama and so then claudia has the audacity to say well hmm, i guess your mama couldn't keep the business nor her man excuse me broad what did you say <laughs> and so everybody is looking at claudia like oh my god <laughs> you just had to say something you just couldn't be quiet and so Nina starts thinking about it and she was like nope you know what I've changed my mind the deal is off she gets up and she walks out okay Claudia is looking at, at everybody Andre the kids are y'all just gonna let her walk up out of here girl for what when you were the one that said something Dre tells her all you had to do was keep your mouth shut and she would have signed the papers and simon was like she ain't coming back y'all <laughs> she is not coming back <laughs> damn so claudia done ruined another good thing y'all <laughs> so after that uh gideon makes the comment that if the owners do decide to change their minds, then he'll be in touch. Until then, he ain't got nothing to say to them. So it's later on that night. I guess maybe they're at either in the lounge or they're at the hotel room. I'm not sure where they are, but it's Nina and Simon. Simon is cupcaking on the phone to his boo and telling him about everything that's been going on. And he was like, oh my God, you know, I wish I could be there, okay? And Nina comes by and says hi, and then Simon gets off the phone. And so he was like, girl, I can't believe you did that and so now the roles have changed because initially simon wanted to go ahead and give this business thing a go and nina was like uh-uh my hands is off but now nina wants to stay and simon was like girl our lives are not here okay we was only supposed to stay for a few days this is not where we at and so he was like you know it's got to be something deeper than just the idea that they stole the company from mama like what is it and so she ends up telling simon that it had been radio silence from her dad for the last 20 years okay 
And then out of nowhere, he called her that day when she was at the bar. And so he starts to tell her that he's been watching her and her progress that she's made. And she's made quite the name for herself, okay? Like father, like daughter. Okay, pretty good. So she was like, you know, how did you get this number? I don't want you talking to me. And he says that he needs to talk to her about something pretty important. And she's still trying to brush him off, but he ends up telling her that he thinks that somebody is trying to hurt the company by hurting him. And he thinks that he may be in danger. And so she was like, and so what? I don't care. Okay, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Don't call this number again. And she ended up hanging up on him. And then the next thing you know, he ends up dead. And so now she wants to stay because maybe there is some truth to what he was saying. And she wants to figure out exactly who was out to hurt Stephen and who possibly killed him. I'm sure that this is the work of somebody, but it's just a matter of figuring out who it is. Okay, Who had the biggest motive? And that's the way the episode ends. This is going to be pretty good, y'all. I'm sorry I got uh, sidetracked, okay? <laughs> I lost my train of thought, but that's because it's still lighting, y'all. I don't, I don't like that type of element, okay? Mother Nature is not my friend when it comes to stuff like that. But let me know what you think about the show. I, it's only six episodes, y'all, and they're probably about 40 to 45 minutes long, okay? It's on Amazon Prime, so if you have it or if you got somebody password, go ahead and log in, okay? <laughs> And let me know what you think. You can reach me at me, UTV Reviews, on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at my TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. Y'all, I love y'all, okay? Y'all, please be safe out there, whatever you are doing in my neck of the woods. It is pouring down, but wherever you are, please stay safe, okay? I love y'all, and until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.